It's time again for the Scotty Johnny Podcast with your host, Scotty Johnny himself, John Barnett, and the ego himself, Cheddar Talk, Aaron Flottam, talking Wisconsin sports, NFL through D3, college hockey, doesn't matter. Two mics, two crusty vets, two opinions, one based in reality and one based in what do you bet on Twitter? With music by Delete Great Cars and Trucks. Here's John and Aaron. Welcome, welcome, one and all. Welcome into the Scotty Johnny Podcast. I'm your not-so-humble host, Jonathan Barnett, and with me, as per usual, we bring you Cheddar Talk, Aaron Flottam. Hey, John, what's going on, man? Uh, March Madness, not disappointing. Uh, a 16-1 upset and a 15-2 upset. I mean, that's, I, that's all you really need. And a 15 making it to the Sweet 16... I mean, it's been yeah. it's been good so far. I'm I'm just brushing over the fact that we don't have any teams in the Sweet <laughs> Sixteen, but uh, right. here, yeah, here we go. So yeah, but no, it was it was a fun weekend of college basketball. The Bucks um, back on track, man. It's uh, women's Wisconsin women's hockey winning a national championship. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> we're bearing the lead here because it just happens all the time. So <laughs> it's. Yeah, that we'll get into a lot of that as we go through the rest of this. Uh, we'll remind you that this show, you can follow us on Twitter. The show is at Scotty Johnny Pod. I'm at Not So Humble Host, and Aaron, where are you on Twitter? Well, John, the the, the listeners of the show can find me at Cheddar Talk. You can find me at Cheddar Talk. Uh, lots of in depth discussion about how stupid people are. <laughs> Fabulous. Let's just put it and memes and gifts. Absolutely. Yes. So um, the one thing I guess I wanted to just put out here in the, the opening is um, Antoine Davis. We talked about him a little bit. The, the guy from uh, Detroit Mercy, right? He was he was on pace. He was he was tracking to pass uh, Pete, you know, Pistol Pete Maravich's record for most points scored in a college basketball oh, career. Right. I, I completely forgot that was the um, thing. Yeah. Okay. He, they did not make any of the postseason tournaments, including the CBI, which is where Marquette no. or not Marquette, that's where Milwaukee went. Okay, um, mm-hmm. and he said he thinks it's selfish of the CBI not to invite him because he was four points shy of Maravich, and he's like, oh, I'll man. never be able to get there, and it's really selfish that uh, these people are keeping me from breaking that record. You're like, buddy, you started for five straight years because of COVID. You got an extra year for no reason. I mean, you weren't redshirted. You played. You started for five years. He played in, in basically every game for five years. Averaged twenty five point four points a game compared to Pistol Pete's forty four point two over three years. You needed to get there. And speaking of and speaking of bearing the lead, how about the fact that Pistol Pete didn't have a three point line? Exactly. Yep. And was bearing shots from thirty feet. Yeah. Just it's ridiculous that that he is trying to put himself in there, and he was playing in the SEC, which mostly wasn't great. I mean, but he still was playing against some really good Kentucky teams who, and who stuff did, like who that. Did Pitt, who did Pistol Pete play for? LSU. LSU. Yeah. Okay, yep. thank you. I, was, yeah, I yeah. thought it was, I was going to say, I don't know why Ole Miss was stuck in my head, but yeah, he was, he played for a major D1 school. Yes. You're playing for Detroit. Oh, have mercy. <laughs> Just want to say, it's one of the most ridiculous things I've heard for him to be upset that he only got five years to break a record that took three years for Pistol Pete to set. So. Right. <laughs> without a three-point line so correct yeah all right well we're going to kick off everything we have here starting off with the segment of our show that we like to call our main event starting things off with the main event all right so for main event it is march we've had the madness we've had a, a ridiculous tournament thus far with a one going down for the second time the big 10 is just about mm-hmm. i think they're completely done now except for michigan state who snuck by marquette and that's the first game we want to talk about because marquette has been the best basketball conversation this year mm-hmm. uh, like we talked about last week this team is almost entirely led by sophomores like they're they're what do we say two two seniors on this team entirely mm-hmm. um and, and and we had just kind of a weird game uh it's a lot of it's just that Izzo's fantastic. I think Shaka Smart's still a great coach, and I think he's going to have this team ready again next year. But, um, you know, Izzo wasn't rolling out there with a bunch of sophomores, and that changes the game. Uh, he's got a bunch of guys who have played in the tournament for, you know, three years, and he, they really understand defense. And they were more ready in this game in, in the fact that they had a, a good setup, and it was just difficult for Marquette to get the shots that they're looking to get 
and they were rushed, and they didn't get their shots to land like they wanted them to. Mm-hmm. It, it just did not go well in this one. Mm-hmm. So, so I mean, it, they... it was it was they had that they had that run at the end of the half, and then that run right. at the beginning of the uh, uh, I was going to say fourth quarter, but second way through the second half, and it was you know, and <clears throat> they they looked really good at times. But they just went dead cold for the longest time, especially at the end. It was really disappointing at the end how cold they went. And another thing that was brought up in um, listening to 1070, the fan, which rebroadcast Steve Zabin uh, from Milwaukee in the mornings, who he, he is the king of bad takes because, A, number one, he's not one of us. And second of all, he just <laughs> says things to say things. He's a yeah. sports radio shock jock. But he did bring up a good point about Shaka Smart, um, who, until they won on uh, in the first round, had lost, I think, six straight? Yeah, I think it's six Tournament straight. games? He, his, ever, since, ever since his run, he's been pretty ice cold. And he brought up a good point, is that Iso, much like Krzyzewski and Beheim and others who have been super successful in the tournaments, he kind of just is very stoic, sits in the corner, watches his team play. Izzo is in the ref's ear the whole game, right. nonstop, just absolutely just riding those refs up and down the court um, in their ear, talking about things they've missed, stuff like that, whereas Shaka Smart kind of is very cerebral. He tries to be cerebral. And, and, it, and basketball is one game where the coach – I mean, we get on a coach butt about that all the time, you know, about being <laughs> yeah. too quiet and just doing the, the blank stare at the screen. But uh, I, I, I think that, you know, they, they were talking at one point during the game when Shaka was doing breathing exercises with his guys on the side, which is cool to get them, you know, calm down. But at the same time, you know, Izzo's over there, and I'd say that he's wrong, but he's, he's got a history of being right. You know, he's over there just shooting fire out of his mouth, you know, on the ref, on the ref's butt up and down the court, you know, like, left and right and it's like well shock is the better coach because he's not over he's not overly you know excited shashevsky and Inso and behind made careers out of this stuff especially shashevsky man his little rat face running up and down the, the <laughs> court side chasing the refs man that's what shashevsky did best yeah he says player development you know <laughs> so you know shashevsky was always up in the refs ears t- 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 telling them what they were doing wrong so i i think that i think that might have that might have played into it a little bit. I mean, when your talent can't make up for you as a coach, you got to, you know, basketball is the most referee driven game that we have. Yeah. Mm, I I think so. Cause it's the only one that puts someone at the line to shoot baskets. Yeah. And there's a lot more fouls generally speaking. Like you understand that you're going to foul some people just cause you, you probably should. I mean, like right. they didn't call They didn't call They didn't call the, the, the goaltending at the end of the game, whether it was goaltending or not, that was really it, it close. Was, was, what did you was, think it, it was? But it was uh, you can't tell. Yeah. But the fact that it wasn't right. the fact that it wasn't called says something to Zabin's point about how if he was if he was, had his foot up the ref's butts the whole game, they would have probably whistled it just to look at it. And they didn't. They just let yeah. it go. Yeah, that's a fair point. Because yeah, they're saying. But like if the, it would have happened the other way, if someone would have done that from Marquette against Michigan State, they they would have blown the whistle before it even happened. So that's possible. I mean, it, it, yeah, it, I mean, it's, it's it's human emotion. It's the way people work, and I, I, you know, Tom Izzo, for his only one national championship, which he has brought up. I remember the last time I heard him on Dan Patrick. They, they referred to him as a national champion coach, and he downplayed it like, hey, I haven't won a national championship in 20 years. You know, he's like, I'm, <laughs> I'm not that good. Like, I'm, I'm good. And, and they're like, what are you talking about? You're one of the best tournament coaches ever. He's like, no, I've, I've only won one. That was a long time ago. But he's like, if you want to say I'm good in the play or I'm good in the tournament, I'll, I'll take that. Yeah. But that's, you know, Izzo's good with with that is always the only good part about Michigan state, Michigan state, Michigan state is a cesspool. Yeah. It's a terrible place. They produce Kirk cousins. <laughs> I don't like that place. Yeah. And it's, it's like, it, it's like how on South Park, the movie that they, the Canadians had to apologize for Brian Adams, you know, as an American, <laughs> I apologize for Michigan state and Michigan should apologize for Michigan state. Yeah. Um, but Tom is great. 
and yeah. he's really good at his craft, you know. So, and oddly, they have a guy named Stephen Izzo who is from East Lansing, Michigan, who is a senior on this team as well. Like that's that's a weird coincidence, I think. A five eight guard. <laughs> No, they they do have five seniors on on this Michigan State team. Actually, yeah, you, you wanted the fun story. Who's one of the five seniors on this Michigan State team? He's the guy from Stevens Point, Wisconsin, and oh, his yeah. name is Joey Hauser. Uh, yeah. So, so yeah, that was the, one of the little backstories on this game as well. Is Hauser had a had a good game here? Probably his best game. And who does of his the bro- year. who does his brother play for in the NBA? It's the Suns. Celtics. Right? Listen, Celtics. Yeah, yeah, that's right. This yeah. is a Celtics game. You see his stupid face running. Right. Sorry, he had the game tying one. He had that game tying <laughs> shot in the uh the Celtics uh Bucks game before uh the All Star break. Yeah. That's right. That's Joey Hauser uh plays thirty five minutes, gets fourteen points, uh second only behind Walker, uh, in terms of scoring for Michigan State. Yeah, I mean just thirty eight point five percent shooting. They actually shot better from behind the three point arc than inside of it. Uh mm-hmm. they couldn't get things going. We talked about this all year. I thought that the thing that was going to be the Achilles heel that killed Marquette down the stretch was height, and it wasn't because Michigan State doesn't play with a ton of height. Uh, like they just they just don't. And uh, it, it it was just solid, good defense, and they did out rebound Marquette. Uh, I mean, they do have they're playing a, a six foot nine center out there, and then Hauser, and uh, that was that was the height they had for most of the game. So yeah, it's um, it, it's a rough way to end the season, but this was a fantastic season, and I, I've been looking at some mock drafts of NBA drafts. Uh, I don't see any Marquette players, and that leads me to believe they will all be coming back, and that would be a fantastic year for next year um, with some guys who now have played in a tournament, have won a tournament game, see what it's like to have to play Michigan State in the tournament, and what does mm-hmm. Michigan State do in the tournament, and how do you prepare for that? That's well, you, ho- well you hope you can count on that, but with NIL and uh, the portal, you know, you, you're not sure, right? So no, but I think they'll. I don't know. I just I really feel they'll be back. I think that they they like each other. Yeah. They play well together. Uh, they've got a good system. Everybody's getting time. I don't think it's somebody who feels, uh, you know, jilted by the way this is set up or anything like that. So I think it'd mm-hmm. be interesting. And I think Kolek's got a chance. To, I mean, he was depending what list, second team, third team, or honorable mention, All-American. Uh, so he's got a real chance to be one of those guys who jumps up to being maybe a first-team All-American point guard next year. He was fantastic. He got better as this season went on. When they needed him to be a scorer, he could be a scorer. And, I mean, that's not his primary uh, like zone that he wants to be in. Uh, but he definitely, he definitely did that well. And grew into that role as well, and is a fantastic leader on this team. I've been interested in watching him. Igudaro, just an incredible defensive player with the ability to score. Uh, Omax Prosper had a, a great start. He had such a good year last year, and then kind of faded as the season went on. Uh, and yeah, he did not shoot well in this game either. Uh, well, which one was 11. it? Was it Prosper that potentially had the thumb injury? Uh maybe he had to. Uh, he had the free throws down down late. Where was it? Was it uh, 55, 56, forever? And it was like a one point game, and he misses the back end of the free throw that would have tied it. Okay. And that was as close as it got. They were there at one, and then I think Michigan scored. Michigan State, I think, scored. Was it the next seven? Like if you go look at the chart on it, it's like they come together, and then Michigan State just shoots up, and uh, just Kolek hit a three late after it was really kind of done. Um, I forget who yeah. it was because I was I was, was past like like you do when you're you know a a, a homeowner yeah <laughs> and I have a TV out in my garage I had the game on and so I was watching the whole time and I, they they mentioned it on uh, the Zabin show this morning one of the players had a thumb injury early on and he ended up only scoring four points and I want who ended up scoring only four points that's I don't have oh, it in front of okay. me okay uh, well not just four. Mitchell had six. He was two of six in the field. Joplin, Joplin was one for four, scored three points. He hit one three-pointer, and that was all he had. Um, okay. That's a hard one. You needed Joplin to score for you. Uh, Cam Jones goes five of 13 in this game and gets you 14 points. And uh, he's been such a, just a, a, I don't know, just something that gets them going. Like He's just that, that, that spark plug, that initial energy that they've needed. 
to get things so, going left somewhere on. somewhere on the other side of the planet right now friend of the show pete is screaming at his earbuds right now going <laughs> it was this guy it was this guy what is wrong with you yeah well i mean the biggest thing is they were right there um mm-hmm. right at the end and they had well i mean if they make it they make a free throw it's uh it is a uh 55 or probably would be a 56 56 game if mac uh, Omax Prosper makes the second free throw. Mm. And from that point on, you know, Marquette scores five points and Michigan State scored 14. So, yeah, I mean, that that was yeah. where it went. I mean, and, it, it, was, and, it was it was it was it was ugly down the stretch. And at least it was a at least it didn't get dirty at the end of the game. So, yeah, on both the teams for that. So because it could have. I mean, and actually Marquette. Marquette wasn't following like they should have. Like with one minute left, they let it run down to 30 seconds without following, which that was kind of a questionable. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. It, it's the weirdest thing in college basketball, professional basketball, anywhere. Like at the end of games, when you foul to stop the clock, why is that yeah. not an intentional foul? Yeah, you were definitely intending to do it. <laughs> You're intending to foul to stop the clock. Yeah, I don't know. I, I've it, never, I've never understood that. Yeah. But yet some, yeah. but some, but yet some dude can go up for a, a layup and he gets clotheslined and it's just a regular foul. Yeah, yeah. So, but we'll talk about the Bucks later, <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, in the other non-NCAA tournament news, the uh, Badgers continue to, I guess, not be entirely dead. Uh, so that's that's where we are with that. Right. So they get the win over. Uh, Gosh, I'm trying to think back to the first game. I'm so busy watching him play uh, Liberty this the last first, week. The first, the first round was. Hold on, wait. Let me try and think. Gosh, was... yeah, this is just not the best. Bradley. The second right. game was Liberty. So they the beat Bradley. Game. Then they, Bradley, they walked, yes, walked the away Bradley from Bradley Beagles. at the end. Uh, the Bradley Beagles. <laughs> the Braves aren't. <laughs> Whatever. Well, then that's insensitive. They should be yes. the Bradley Beagles or the Bradley, the Bradley Bradcobbers, or the Bradley Whitfords. No. Yes. <laughs> no, uh, but that one, I mean, 81-62, Wisconsin just understood finally how to use their height against a, a less say, advantaged guard, team. Guard, guard avoided getting fired for one more day. Well, I mean, Wall and Crawl, which is... What a great name. Yeah, the Crawl Wall, the Wall of Crawl. Um, it's the like, two it's of like them, Frank the Tank. Yeah. It's the Wall and Crawl. Wall and Crawl, and, and the two of them, uh, just just took over the game. Uh, Bradley didn't have the height and, and and down low presence to be able to play against that, and they just fed him. and he, And Crawl took mm-hmm. over the game. Uh, we finished with thirty six, and just yeah, that was that was the plan, and they they did it, and they made it happen, and it worked. And the next game, they went right back to doing everything that just drives me insane about these games. Um, just. They they wouldn't shoot. What was Hepburn start off there? Just I'm just trying to remember how he clanky Hepbrick was uh, just just airing him out from outside well, again. He led yeah. the team in scoring, so he's convinced. I mean, like this will just let you know that this was the exact right thing for him to do, right? Like hey, well, that's what I should If I shoot a hundred times a game, I'd make twenty points. So. Yeah. So, um, like Crowell against against Liberty, the Liberty Flames, which their symbol is an eagle, which is a I don't know. He's seven of nine for fourteen points. Uh, Isn't that that? No, we, we'll talk after the show. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, yeah, uh, okay. Tyler Wall five of six for sixteen points. There's Chucky Hepburn down there nine of twenty, including Clinky zero for Hepbrick. six, zero for six from three, uh, for twenty-seven points because he went nine of eleven from the free throw line, nine of twenty from the floor. Um, so there were fifteen total shots between Wall and Crawl. And there was 20 by Hepburn by himself. Never mind that in those 15 shots, they made 12 of them. And he made 9 of 20. Uh, Klesmit hit the only three-pointer. It is This is the most insane stat uh, I've ever seen for a winning college basketball game is that the winning team went 1 of 15 from 3. They were 0, 0 of 14. They were 0 of 14 until Klesmit hit the one late. Um, and, but seriously, the other team shot... Eight of twenty-seven from three, uh, but this, yeah, going twenty of twenty-four from the line, that looked like Badger basketball. The three-point shooting does not. Uh, shooting fifty-four percent from the floor because you know the other guys were hitting all their shots inside, and then Chucky brought them down to fifty-four. 
I get this like this is this is like the big dividing line like a lot of people getting upset with with Chucky I think the biggest thing is he can't be the one he just can't be your number one scorer I don't mean the one guard I mean like he can't be your leading scorer he can't be the guy who you rely on to be uh, your number one guy He's We're still having fun. Yeah, but you're not the one. Yeah, he's he's a supporting guy. Like last year when he had Johnny Davis and he deferred. You know, he he he's like, yep, it's Johnny's game. Here we go. I got the ball. I'm gonna set this up and then dish off to Johnny. And here he goes. Um, but he's not doing that with Connor Seijin. He's not doing that with Klesmit. Um, he's not even doing it with Wall. And Wall had not been the same since the injury either. But he's got to find a way to make that the way he plays the game, uh, because. I mean, being a guy who's going to play 37 minutes and go nine of 20, uh, just wasting, just wasting possessions. It's just, it's just frustrating to watch him play because he is super talented. He is a talented player, but he doesn't even play to his own strengths. He's a really good spot up shooter and pull up shooter, but he does the fadeaway thing, like driving in the lane, getting kind of stuck in the middle of traffic and not passing, then turns around and jump fadeaway, and he he's not good at the fadeaway. That is not his game, um, and it's it's frustrating to watch that at times. Just do, do you find it Do you find it fascinating that so Johnny Davis is in the NBA now? Yeah, and his brother's still playing. Yep, at the collegiate level, and Kinda they're like, identical twins. Yeah, right, that yeah. somehow somehow one's in the NBA and one's in college, mm-hmm. and then I, I look to the NBA and I look at Brooke and Robin Lopez. And Brooke Lopez is a monster. Like this, and especially we'll get into more with the Bucks when we get down the road. Get down the road here a little bit, but like Brooke Lopez is really starting to show he's maybe like top top quarter of best players ever. Right, top twenty five percent of all players that have ever played. Like that's that's not a reach in any way, shape, or form. Brooke Lopez is a good player, and like he's having a renaissance and. Apparently Jesus Christ fixed his back when they did they did back <laughs> surgery because that dude that dude's better than he was before he had his back surgery, but uh, yeah, I kid, I kid. But Robin Lopez has always been just a eh, kind of big man, you know. He was on the Bucks for two yeah. seasons, yeah, and he too. was okay, you know. But like Brooks, way better, and they're identical twins. They apparently they share the same DNA. Does that seem like does that mystify you at all? Like how one can be so much better than the other if they're the exact same person? You know, it's not just all genetics. It's not just you know exactly just how you're put together. It's it's there's something more to it. You know, there's mm-hmm. yeah. it, it just it just mystifies me though because they should have the ability to have this. I mean, in both cases, they're exactly the same size, the exact same build, and everything. And just it's it's just mystifying to me, like <laughs> how one can be so so much better than the other one so yeah. i don't know back it's well, just like yes. aaron jo- and, and 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 to bring it back to wisconsin sports again aaron jones has a twin brother oh identical twin brother and he's uh he played college ball i for, I, I don't have it in front of me i of course, i never have anything in front of me but like <laughs> i don't have it in my head right now but aaron jones has an identical twin brother as well who looks just like him mm-hmm. and one's uh borderline all pro should be all pro if they use him correctly, but yeah, you know, hero ball. Um, but <laughs> anyways, but yeah, so Aaron Jones, Aaron Jones, unbelievable talent in the NFL. And his brother, I don't think ever cracked an NFL roster. No, yeah, no, um, he's uh, isn't it the Alvin Jones Jr., his twin brother who played for the Ravens? Twin brother, right? Uh, yes, yeah, his twin brother. Okay, uh, Alvin Jones Jr. So he cracked an NFL roster. Okay, okay, yeah. yeah, okay. I take that back. Sorry, Alvin. But yeah, uh, there we go. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, no. It's it's just it, it, astounding to me. It's astounding to me that twin brothers, identical twin brothers, could one could be in the NFL or in the NBA and prominent, and the other one is either a role player or never made it. And there's, I, it's just, yeah. it's it's so weird. Anyways, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Especially in the case of the Lopez brothers, because they look. One had big hair, and the other one looked like Sideshow Bob, and the other one didn't. And so, <laughs> and so, so I always, I it, it always killed me with those two because they like they're built the same, they look the same, their game looks the same, mm-hmm. but one is just better. Some of it's just, just personality sometimes too. There's there's yeah. a lot more to it than just that too. 
and so back to the Badgers, you know, yeah. Davises, you know, it's but like now the, talk, now the Badgers will about the- play uh, Oregon. They seem to run mm-hmm. into Oregon every year. I, don't, I just don't know why, but they, they seem to either end up. In, either in football or basketball, one of the two. Yeah, the basketball teams played them like the final four runs. They played Oregon both times, I think, uh, so the last two final fours. Uh, so, yeah. It's, Didn't we, play, we played Oregon the last time. The, the Badgers played the Oregon the last time they were in the Rose Bowl, too, right? Yes. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah. It'll be That's- the winner of that will go on to be the I don't know what they call it. It's not the final four because that's a trademark thing. It's some other something for the, the forgotten for the forgotten for. I don't know. Uh, so they'll be the, you know, like the last the first four out is basically what they are <laughs> at this point. And so uh, I guess Oregon's the one and the Badgers are the two. And then the winner will go yeah, on into the one. semifinals of the NIT. And if my feeling actually is that if. If guard can get them into that group, into that semifinal game, I think he keeps his job. Quite honestly, yeah, you win the NIT that that might that might or get you into the final or the not in four. Um, and <laughs> <laughs> might save his job. I don't know, man. Like we'll find I, out. I, 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 I that's I just mean, my I'm, guess. I'm not, I'm, I'm not always about to hit the reset button, but this season was kind of a debacle and. Side side note. So I am coordinating with uh, Camp Atterbury, Indiana, which is down in Hoosier Country, Ooh. for uh, some of my soldiers for some upcoming training. And so I have to talk with Sergeant Major down there on a quite regular basis. And to to get out of Wisconsin and actually have another uh, uh, perspective. When when I was talking to him today, he's like, he's like, man, I can't believe Wisconsin didn't make the tournament. I'm like. <laughs> Wisconsin sucked this year, man. They were terrible. He's like, he's like, like, he's like, y'all really. He's like, y'all really cheering for the cheering for Marquette, and I'm like, yeah, it's Milwaukee. It's just right down the road. He's like, yeah, but they're Big East, you know. That's a that's that's East Coast stuff. And I was like, no, I literally just said Marquette's in Milwaukee, <laughs> and this guy's not dumb. Like, please, I'm not trying to play down his intelligence. Um, yeah. but he, but he's like, he's like, I, I still can't. They were they were 18 and 14. I mean, this is just so you can get some like nationals perspective of the of the Badgers. Like, apparently, they have a, a good enough reputation that which they should. I mean, yeah, they've been good the last several years. They've been good for the last decade. Yeah. You know, people saw that the Kaminsky Decker team made everyone think that Wisconsin is the home of the three pointer, and that's not a joke. Like, they well, they, they really did. Like that, Kaminsky and Decker had way more impact on college basketball than I think people actually realize. And he's like, he's like, yeah, he, he, he's like the three balls just not falling for you guys this year. He's like, yeah, he's like, you know, Wisconsin, Wisconsin should be in the tournament every year. And when I said, no, they played like, they played like horse bad crap. This year. They, they played like horse crap this year. He's like, it doesn't matter. They were 18 and 14 in there in the big 10. They should be in the tournament. Yeah. It's like, hmm, okay. I'm like, well, I, uh, I, 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 you know, we were talking in you know, a basketball at that point. He wasn't sergeant major, and I was a sergeant first class. But uh, <laughs> and I was like, I, I kindly disagree. And he's like, oh, well, I kindly disagree with you too. Like, I'm big on the Big Ten. We need all of them in as many as we can. And I was like, well, that, that's a very good like like other perspective because we're so critical of our own teams. But there's you know just people just on Indiana like Wisconsin should have been in the tournament. Hmm. interesting right, right? Interesting, well if right? so then we're, they should do really we're, well we're, next more, week. we're more critical of our own teams than people from indiana are oh and he yeah. was just absolutely destroyed that purdue was out in the first round so yeah that would do it the only other real basketball that we've had here is that uh, the milwaukee panther season is now officially over they they were in the cbi oh. where they beat stetson which i love this they're the hatters because of course <laughs> Stetson. They, i was got to... <laughs> I almost swore. You're, you're serious. They're the Stetson Hatters. Oh, yeah, I'm not making that up. They're the oh Stetson Hatters. I almost, I, I, mm. And then they lost to Charlotte. I was going to do the Cobber joke. Right. With hats. With hats. hats. And you beat me to it. Oh, you, yeah, you can't make it they're up. My, they they they're, nailed they're it for my you. New favorite team. They're they were right there. Stetson Hatters. Um, and their, their symbol actually is like an S with a Stetson hat coming through it. Yeah. Indiana uh, Jones would be proud. Yeah, exactly. Uh, they win that one, uh, 87, uh, 83, uh, BJ, uh, BJ, yeah, BJ Freeman puts up 43 points on very Chucky Hepper and like 10 of 20 shooting. 
20 well, of no, tw- but 10 to 20 10 to 20 is not bad that's 50%. shooting 50 percent. yeah but nine of 20 yeah. was what hepburn did but yeah here's the big part 20 of 22 from the free throw line that's that's <laughs> that's something that's that's money man. <laughs> uh charlotte though comes in and just thumps them uh they well i guess by 11 uh 76 65 they led the whole way pretty kind of just staying with it freeman only gets 15 points in this one he shoots four of ten Five of six from the free throw line. Uh, but, yeah, no, they're not moving on in the CBI. Well, I mean, the discount tire CBI. I, I'd hate to leave out the corporate sponsorship for the discount tire CBI. Well, you know, and let, let's not knock on it because, I mean, there's a lot of smaller schools. Like, yeah. this is, you know, this is a big deal for them. Like, let's not let's not knock the CBI. Yeah, I mean, like, the only <laughs> chance that Milwaukee has of getting in the NCAAs is winning the Horizon. And then if right. you don't win the Horizon, they don't put you in the NIT when you're the Horizon no. League, not even runner-up because they they lost to Cleveland State, who then lost uh, in the last round there. Well, in the NIT, the NIT, if you actually look through their through their bracket, it's not just like this. Well, it is constellation bracket of the the sixty four, but yeah. I mean, they don't just invite schlubs like they invite all the number all the second place and third place teams from smaller conferences that, you know, just missed by one game of getting into the big dance. And there's only one chance for them to get into the big dance, you know? Mm-hmm. So there's, there's, you know, the NITs, we can't just sit there and knock it. Like no. for some of these kids, this is the biggest thing. And once upon a time, the NIT was a bigger thing than, than the big 64. Right. And then for the CBI, I mean, it's, it's not like they're just, it's not like teams that are three and 13 playing against each other. Like it's still, you know, it, it, it is, it is, it, yeah. Yeah. No, so, I mean, it's I mean, good for else, what it what, is. It, it is, it is the CBI though. It's not, um, right. It, it's not big school stuff. It, it is, it's a CBI tournament. It's, it, it's nice enough for what it is. It's just, that's what it is. So, uh, right. they're, and, they're and done. If it wasn't for the CBI, we wouldn't know that, Stetson's Stetson were the Hatters. The, Stetson has made the NCAA a couple times, so I I had known that at some point. Right. Um, just trying to see what games they have left here. But like so, you said, but like you, but you like you like you said, if if you don't make the the big tournament, as you know, in the case of UW Milwaukee, if you don't win the Horizon League, you're not going to make the NIT. You you should, as the second place or whatever they were in the Horizon League, you should at least make a tournament. Like it's the college basketball invitational and it is, I think it's played Daytona beach. It looks like, so that's, yeah, that's fun. I mean, like that's a good trip for these kids. It's a, mm-hmm. it's a fun little thing to, to, to do for them. And yeah, they just, they win the first one and then they're out. Uh, so it was, it was a good year. I mean, I mean, none of them are going to make the NBA, so let them have some fun on the way. Right. Dude. Yeah. No, they, they won 22 games this year, 22 and 12. It was a good season for them for, for who they are. BJ Freeman's coming back, so I mean he'll be interesting next year to see what they do with that. Uh, the other news is that uh, UWGB obviously fired their head coach this year, finishing last in the Horizon. They've hired um, Sundance Wicks, which sounds like he should be wearing a Stetson with a name like that yeah, and playing and playing folk music and playing right? a banjo. Uh, and uh, he will replace Will Ryan, who is of course Bo Ryan's kid. But Sundance Wicks coming over, he was an assistant with Wyoming this last year. So he'll be coming mm-hmm. in. Uh, God, Will well, Ryan. What I, what I heard about that, too, is that I, I, I don't keep up with uh, UWGB athletics as much as I used to fighting Phoenix. Let's go. go Phoenix. Um, uh, but apparently they've, they've been terrible the last three years. Yeah. They, uh, Ryan was uh, 15 and 61 in two and a half seasons. Gross. Yeah. He was yeah. fired January, uh, January 24th. So, yeah, that was. That's Bunch, not a Bunch good record. Or, proud organization. So, as yeah, they've, they've been to Sweet Sixteens back when they had the uh, current head coach of Virginia uh, on yep. their team. So yeah, but yep. yeah, so that's basically yeah, that was only there. that's only a decade ago, by the way. Yeah. No. No. No, decade. we were in like middle school. Was it that long ago? It it was a while ago. My yeah. God. Yeah. Yeah, because he had to play in the college. NBA. I wasn't in college a decade ago. I was in college two decades ago. My God. No, it was yeah. John, what's happening to time? It's nice that you think you're in college just just the other day. I'm pretty sure I was just in the dorm last week, wasn't I? Oh, no, I wasn't. Oh, no. Has Josh graduated from high school yet? Oh, don't do that to me. 
All right, so this this week for the Bucks, I was uh, I was as John before oh, okay. we move on. I was just I was just I was, I was trashing on my parents because we moved <laughs> from our I was trashing on my parents because when I was a kid we moved from Race Lake to Turtle Lake. Yeah, good luck finding that on a map. Um, oh, and um, my parents had boxes that sat in the corner of the basement that they didn't touch from 1988 until 1998 when I graduated, <laughs> and I, I've given them. Sh- I've given them holy. I've given them a whole bunch of crap about it for the longest time, about how those boxes just sat there for ten years and nobody did anything with them. Um, I'm coming up on five years in this house, and we have boxes downstairs that I still haven't touched since we moved here from Duluth. And I'm like, oh my god, time moves a lot faster when you get older. It's crazy. I've, yeah, I've got a bunch of boxes, but I have opened just about all of them at this point. I'm looking at them now. Just some of them have stuff that I'm like, yeah, I just like want to keep that you know some of our mementos of specific things like i have a small box of stuff that from like my first tour you know like a mountain dew can that's in english on one side and arabic on the other it's like yeah yeah that's cool with the pull tabs because they still had build tabs as you know yeah like, huh, look at that. No, i i've got i've got my uh i've got my forensics binder with all 11 <laughs> gold medals that i got at forensics hey nice yeah, no, uh yeah, I, I crushed I crushed at forensics in group interp and in radio <laughs> in radio speaking and uh solo acting. So ten, ten gold medals and two silvers? That Anyways, sounds right. So man, I was buddy. a I was a busy man. I was a busy man when I got down to state. <laughs> I, I I was kicking ass and taking names when I got to forensics estate. Um but uh it's 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 stuffed in the same box with my letter jacket and uh that ain't seen the light of day in 30 years oh yeah my letter jack's hanging no actually it's over there my wife's letter jack is hanging up uh (laughs) over in the other room but mine's here this is all good but um what we have is that the bucks (laughs) the bucks uh the first team to win 50 games they're up to 51 now over this week they had uh uh two wins they get uh phoenix in phoenix again uh puts up 36 Uh, we come back and even with Giannis putting up 25 they end up losing at home to the Pacers, um, which is an odd yeah, one. Pacers have been a weird game. That was I watched that one the whole way through. That was just a that's one you always just kind of like mark down because they've been very good. Even when the Pacers were a little bit better oh, Pacers, two three years Pacers, ago, the Pacers were rifle hot too, man. They were well, they just put up one thirty nine. Yeah, they just just they just couldn't lit miss, it up. Man. Uh, and then the they bu- beat the Toronto. Buc- the Bucks and the Bucks didn't play bad. The Bucks no. just played slightly below average, which usually beats other teams. Mm-hmm. But the paces were just, just, they couldn't miss, man. Yeah. They were so good. Yeah, they they just basically controlled the, the well, from right at the end of the third quarter onward because the Bucks led most of the way. And then and they, Pacers they just took the, off at the, the end. Second half, the second half of the second, the second half of the second half, the, 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 the Pacers didn't play their A game. They didn't play their A-plus game. They played their A-plus-plus game. Like, it was, yeah. they, they just, and and teams get like that, and that's why you have to just like, you know, some people on Twitter are making a big deal about it, like, oh, the Pacers just took it to the Bucks. It's like the Pacers can't do that night in and night out. They're not no. that good, but you know, they're all professional players, and they've got good players. They the shoot forty-seven percent from three. You're going to win a lot of games, but they don't right. shoot 47 percent from three. And they most weren't games. and they weren't shooting forty-seven percent going into the fourth quarter. Yeah. Um, I think the last one I went to was actually the Bucks Pacers game. I think it's the one where the uh, the Bucks won uh, one thirty two to one nineteen. Just Pacers started off hot in that one, and then the Bucks kind of switched up how they were playing defense. They went more with having Brooke and Portis on the the floor at the same time, and that that changed up how they were able to run their um, their offensive scheme. This one though, just Pacers got hot. They're hitting that that three. And that's what they would like to do, I think. That's how they, they mm-hmm. run that offense is a little bit of dribble drive, but a lot of moving the ball around the arc quickly and trying to get open looks outside. Um, and, you know, and they did it this time. So they, they get that win, and that's it. But then getting past Nurse and the Toronto, uh, with Lopez leading the way in scoring, which is always fun to see, comes out every now and then. He's led the, he's led the Bucks in scoring two of the last five games now. No, he's averaging 24 points a game in the last eight games. And actually, that's kind of a big deal is that they're making out that, like, of course, Bucks Media is making a big deal about it, is that he's currently better than Jokic. 
since the all-star break like brooke lopez is on a tear right now like it's not even just it's it you know and i i reposted it on twitter everyone can go see it at cheddar talk at cheddar talk uh a debate between um kd and paul pierce where they're talking about how good the buck or how who's the best player in the bucks right now and kevin durant or not kevin durant um I meant to say KG, uh, Kevin Garnett, Garnett. and Paul Pierce are are arguing like old guys on the couch. Mm -hmm. And KG is swearing, uh, warning, he swears like he usually does. But they're they're going back and forth, and KG is trying to make a point that Drew Holiday is the best player on the Bucks right now. Okay. And Paul Pierce says you're insane. Giannis just went for 45 and, you know, 15, or 44 and 15. And then KG goes... Have you seen Lopez? Have you seen Brooke Lopez lately? And everyone on everyone everyone on Twitter is so short sighted. They're like, "How could you say Drew Holiday is the best player on the team?" And I'm like, "This is a blessing, kids." Yeah, like this is a blessing. Like they're arguing over who's the best player on the team, and they're talking about people who are at the top of their game right now. Like you're talking about Drew Holiday, who's fourteen season, fourteen season, no. No, he's not that old. Uh, 12, no. 10, 10 seasons in, right? I can look he's it up still more. early 30s. Brooks, 34. Brooks playing like a maniac. You got Giannis, who's all world. And Chris Milton's not even making the conversation right now. You got Crowder on the team. We're starting to, and then the, the, the guy that they just had a couple, had a couple back to back 10 game contracts, he's the third reserve at center right now. And then there's Bobby. This, this, this team is so ridiculously like and that video ends with k uh, uh kevin garnett like just holding his hands going god this bucks team right now oh my god like <laughs> you don't know where to start like it's 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 yeah 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 it's and, been... and, and, and they let everybody get healthy they let they let they let brooke get healthy all last season which yeah. was the smartest thing that any team's ever done they gave Chris so much time. I mean, Chris is still on limited minutes. He's supposed to be the second best player on the team, and people are arguing that Jonas is even the best player on the team. You know, <laughs> like it's it's, it's yeah. just, just and Middleton came out. He's he's up to like he's played thirty two minutes here against Toronto. So I mean, his minutes have increased, but uh, I mean, they were keeping him on that pitch count for quite a while after they brought him in, and they stuck to it. Like we said, um, even the Celtics game going into overtime, they're like, no, he's not available. No, he's hit his 25. He's done. He's not going to play again. He's like, this is amazing. Yep. They, they mean it because they, back, they know what their that, goal is. Go back, to that, go back to that Pacers game. The Pacers the Pacers unloaded their entire artillery and were hitting shot for shot for shot for shot. And that's what it took to barely beat them. Well, they beat them. Actually, they ended up beating them pretty handily. After yeah, yeah, but anyways, the Pacers. But, I mean, we go go back to last week where we were talking about when, when they were playing the Kings. And that game mm-hmm. got gritty and dirty. And they still beat the Kings at home because it was is more than the Kings could put up with. Like, and that's what it came down to at the end. It was that they, you know, they were just bullying them around, like because they because the Kings came out to try and bully them around. And you know, four years ago when this team wasn't in place like it is now, like that was that's how Nick Nurse beat the Bucks in the 2019 playoffs, and Horst has is made it a point to not let that ever happen again. Mm-hmm. And it won't happen again because that's how, that, that's how Toronto, that's how Toronto did it. They just, they, they, they decided to take the bully ball to the bucks and it was Giannis versus the, the Raptors. And now it's, you know, the entire, the entire bucks team is just, they, they've somehow assembled a, a, a Patriots early two thousands kind of like team where it's like, a bunch of dudes that are all on the same page and just like we're just not mm-hmm. going to get pushed around. We're not going to lose. We're we're just gonna, we're just going to take it to every team that comes our way and reset if we if we lose whatever. We're going to reset. We're going to be back the next day. We're not going to lose two games in a row. I mean, this only... this Bucks team this Bucks team I I really hope they win the championship. Not yeah. because I'm a Bucks fan, but just just so they can be recognized as one of the best put together teams ever. Not in the way that Golden State was when they were seventy-two and nine, you know, like that—that that was, you know, with Kevin Durant as a transplant, and you know, 
Splash Mountain, but this team was put together with injured people in place. It's, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculously deep. Like yeah. when when people who are starters on other team are your third option. Yeah. No, Man. Sorry, I, I I really deviated there. No, that's, that's good what, because that's what, that really that's was... what I'm good for on this on this podcast. So. <laughs> Some, somewhere on the other part of the planet, a uh, friend of the show, Pete Reno, is going, yes, yes, as opposed to my, our takes earlier about college basketball. Well, I'll say I did have some other notes for, for our college basketball stuff that I guess we, you know, because we're kind of through all of the, the big stuff here for our, our basketball coverage. But uh, I've been told by uh, Judge Swakis that we should put in some little more recruiting stuff. So I just wanted to touch on just oh. briefly the recruiting that's gone on this year as well. Marquette, expect other big things here because Marquette has three different four stars that they've uh, committed for the class of 2024, the next class coming in. Trey Norman leads it off. He's one of ESPN 100 and uh, top 100 players. He's ranked 73rd by 24-7 sports. Uh, Marquette on 24-7 sports is ranked as the 22nd best class. I think in uh, ESPN, I think they're like 27th, though. Trey Norman out of uh, Massachusetts, he's a six foot three shooting guard smooth mover uh he he sees the floor well he could improve his handle a little bit i think but he's going to be fun to watch coming up they have alison uh amado he's a six foot nine center from philadelphia also four stars and zade lowry six five shooting guard from springfield missouri near you know north of fort leonard wood uh he's actually outside the top uh esp their whole team is outside the top 25 there but Getting one of the ESPN Top 100 into Marquette in the coming year here, who's going to be uh, one of those other guards there to come in and do, you know, the stuff that Cam Jones has been doing, the stuff that Kolek's been doing. That's going to be fun to watch there. The Badgers down around 40, basically, is the ranking they're getting right now. The big one is the guy we talked about like two years ago. He committed in. He's from Appleton, Gus Yaldin. If the the hype is always the Gus Bus, which is, I mean, he's six eight two forty. He's a big dude. He is a, a four-star out of Appleton. He's the biggest name they've committed uh, in the last year here. He's, you know, he's a four-star, and he's going to be interesting to see. Uh, but as a six-eight, he's listed as a center, but also they've recruited as as is required by Wisconsin basketball a six-foot-nine power forward from Lakeville, Minnesota. Because every year, there's somebody from Minnesota being recruited a four-star out of Minnesota coming to Wisconsin. Well, obviously. Best Minnesota name. His name is Nolan Winter. Just hands down. He wins. That's going to mm-hmm. be fun. Uh, then also a three-star shooting guard uh, from Bloomfield Hills, Michigan, John Blackwell. Uh, just wanted to talk also just briefly then. Uh, Badger spring practices will be getting uh, next week, March 23rd through April 27th. They're not having they an actual have, game. Are they going to actually have this the the whole spring game thing? I know it was, this where it's we're been going. touch and go the last couple no, of years. No, they're not going to have a spring game. What they're going to do is they're going to have an open practice of sorts. But oh, it's not the open be practice. Official. That's yeah. right. They've been doing that for a couple of years now. Sorry. Yeah, yeah so they're not going to make it an actual practice. spring game per se, but they are going to have some sort of something open to the public to come in and watch practices. Well, let's mark it off on the calendar. Let's go yeah. there. So, yeah, that'd be fun. We'll have to check that out at some point. Uh, the 2024 class currently, ESPN has ranked as the 15th ranked class, but that is because we are super early in 2024 recruiting. Uh, Mabry Matower is the guy we've talked about several times. Six foot six, 230 quarterback, four-star out of Woodlands, Texas, one of the ESPN top 300. They also have a six foot six. Actually, all three of the guys they've recruited so far are six the foot six. six. Foot six. The two tight ends and a quarterback, all of them are 6'6". Uh, hey, that'll work out well for passing. They don't Right. Just, Grant Steck uh, from yeah. Algonquin, Illinois, is also Physics. a four-star tight end that they've already brought in. So that's the fun little parts there, but that's about all we've got really covering this. Uh, we don't have baseball just yet, but we are about two weeks away from opening day. We're not going to likely be able to get Wendy on because Wendy is busy getting ready to get married, which I'm sure is planned around baseball. But also is coming up very soon, I know. So uh, <laughs> that'll be, I know she's will, been getting she, ready. We've been get, talking. Will she get married on opening day? That's There's no way she's missing any part of opening day for that. <laughs> Either of them, I don't well. think. So, yeah. Uh, but that'll be fun. But the one thing that's going on right now is actually uh, Rowdy Telez and Luis Urias are both helping to lead Mexico past Japan 
where they would likely where if they win, they were winning when we started here. I haven't checked in on it again. Uh, if Mexico beats Japan, they were up three nothing. Then Mexico will move on to play the United States in the final of the World Baseball Classic. And uh, Urias had actually a, a big hit uh, in the uh, little rally that got him up three nothing here today. So he and Rowdy are starting for Mexico, and Mexico is doing very well. So good for them. That'll get them some. Hopefully, get their juices going so that they're ready to to hit real playing time. Uh, they'll already be kind of on a roll, so that should be. Or they'll hit good. a wall in August because they've been <laughs> right. playing since February. Play. So I mean, yeah, yeah it's anyways, the give and takes that they won't be doing spring training, but they are doing real baseball, just not with their teammates, other than each other. So we'll it, see. It, it 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 does it does it does speak to my. We talked about this last week. It does speak to my my shallowness as uh, as a person to not realize that. <laughs> Tellez would be a Mexican name. I, I I grew up with Telly on Sesame Street, so and oh, yeah. and and he looks like me, so I just assumed he's Scandinavian, you know. So, <laughs> so, so some Europe, European persuasion. When you told me he was he played for the Mexican team, I was like, oh, that would make complete sense. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> this is why not? You may as well. Words Sorry. words matter, Aaron, and learn learn your learn your learn your last names go learn something learn something all right well we're going to wrap up the last couple things we have here in the segment of our show that we lovingly call our last call time to look around and get your bearings it's time for the last call all right the biggest news that we have and we're we have in our last call is that the wisconsin women win their seventh national championship is their third in five years, which is a bit of a misnomer, I suppose, because uh, one of those years was COVID and there was no national champion. But the defending right. national champions are actually the Ohio State Buckeyes, and they've been number one for most of this year. They beat Wisconsin a couple times this year. And uh, interesting fact, until this game, nobody had held Ohio State to less than two goals in a game. And Holy Yeah. And uh, the the MVP of the game is is Cami Cronish, uh, and she gets a thirty one shot shutout of Ohio State. Wisconsin wins one nothing, uh, so they get one goal from Kirsten Sims, uh, from Claire Enright, and that is the game winning goal in the first period, thirteen twenty eight into the game, and they made it stick. Cronish uh, is the MVP. Uh, Wisconsin is. Today, kind of before we started recording, having a big ceremony to show their seventh national championship. Um, and I maintain this. I've said this on Twitter a couple times now. Wisconsin men should hire one of the former Wisconsin women's hockey players, one of the, the Patty Kazmaier award winners to be the next head coach. 100%. We've had some names on there. Um, just Hillary Knight would even be good, but I don't think she's done playing. But still, it's like there's, there's a couple people on there that would be good names. Um, it's a fantastic thing to have. Wisconsin, quite honestly, with uh, with the, the volleyball team and with mm-hmm. the hockey team, uh, just Wisconsin's women's sports are are, are leading the way and among on the fire. best things about the University of Wisconsin at this point. Absolutely on fire. It's and then let's point out softball team's great too. Softball I mean, team's not ranked right now, but doing very well. Um, the basketball team improved this year. They they had new head coaching as well. Uh, they're one of the other things. They like they're still playing Macintosh. Yeah. You know, being involved and getting people out of there. But yeah, that's been improving there as well. And uh, even add into this that the Marquette volleyball team is also a top 16 program. You know, Mm -hmm. they were all Sweet 16. Both both Wisconsin Big Ten or both Wisconsin D1 schools were Sweet 16. But this team uh, is also really young. Uh, They've got, like we talked about last week, some of the best players on this team are freshmen and sophomores. So uh, this is a good team, and this will be a good team next year too, but this is fantastic play. Uh, it was a very clean game. Only one penalty for Wisconsin. Casey O'Brien gets one penalty uh, early on. Uh, Ohio State had three. Uh, I mean, imagine, in- imagine having a goalie that's so good that not, not only just a shutout, but able to, like, to hold a yeah. shutout for the last two periods with, with yeah. one goal lead. In the title that's, game. In the title game, that's, I mean, that's the epitome of, it was fun watching the epitome of clutch, clutch play right there. I mean, the Badgers, Badgers, the hockey team, it's, 
like I said to you when we were talking about this in the pregame of the show, I was like, it's like it's almost a side note because they're so good. It's it's just like when you listen to uh, Minnesota talk shows talk about like how there's no championships in Minnesota, and it's like, well, the Lynx are the greatest NBA team or WNBA team ever. Like they just win all the time. And it's like let's let's stop for a second and think about the greatness of some of our teams that aren't just, you know. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, the, the women's Badgers, the women Badgers hockey team is one of the, it's a, it's a premier. It is the premier team. women's hockey team and it, flagship yeah, of the entire it, league. Yeah. Yeah. And NCAA division one, yeah, 100%. So, yeah. And it's, it's, it's fantastic to watch them win this and, and bring this back and ex- how excited everybody was. Go back. I've got so many things I retweeted on it, which also makes me happy because I went to Twitter and it was it was the thing. It was like, if not like every other tweet, it was more than that, which leads me to understand that I am following the right people on Twitter because it was everywhere on my timeline, which made me so happy to see. Um, and I, I was retweeting a bunch of it. Some of the video of like um, the the game ended. There were two point three seconds left, and there was a faceoff in the Ohio State zone. Like the game is over. You can't score from there in two point three seconds. So they do the face-off, they fight for like a second, and then all the UW players just turn around and start skating towards Cammie. And Cammie, as they're facing off, has hands on her head, just waiting for the championship, just like like almost in shock and, and disbelief, like how great it is that she's in this moment. And then as soon as the puck drops and the clock hits zero, she throws her stick in the air and then throws both her gloves in the air. And in the post-game, she was talking about how uh, she, everybody jumped on her. There's a big dog pile on the ice. The entire team jumped on her and she started like yelling, I can't breathe. Everybody get off me. And she got up and realized her nose is bleeding. Get off, get off. There's and her trainer's people. like, I think you broke your nose. <laughs> I think like, she broke her nose in the dog pile at the bottom of the, well, that, the that happened to the world baseball classic here. We can go too. So yeah. anyhow. Yeah. yeah. But fantastic. Uh, we're so proud of the, the women's hockey team and, and how great they've been. This was kind of a down year for the these ladies in that you know we've been one for so long you know in that top one didn't win the championship last year but i mean three of the last four named national champions the actual tournament champions have been the wisconsin badgers and uh yeah just the 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 way that uh mark johnson gets all these ladies ready the way that they keep themselves accountable and the way that they don't quit has been uh just wonderful to watch all the way for all these years and it's been fantastic so and i'm gonna say something yeah. controversial here john oh my and, uh, having been around uh mankato state uh hockey in their early days uh uw superior uh, women's hockey in their early days and the early days of um uh umd women's hockey when they were okay. winning all the national championships um uh they uh, those ladies can party harder than any men's team <laughs> Okay. I've been there for it, and it's it's crazy. All right, yes, and doing the full good, Ovi. Uh, good on you, good on you, Badgers. Continue the continue yes. continue just dominating in hockey. Absolutely, women's hockey, women's hockey is the best. It's they're it so great. good. They're they so are good. really great. But the other things that we do have is that uh, the wrestling team was also at a national championship meet. They finished tied for 16th. Penn State wins, and then uh, Iowa was right behind them. So. Uh, Penn State had a 127.5 points. Iowa had 82.5, and Wisconsin tied for 16th at 29. Uh, some of those point winners, uh, Austin Gomez at 149, uh, three, three and a half points. Garrett Modell gets a point at 157. Uh, Eric Barnett gets five points at 125. Uh, and Wait, then making the podium. Is that, is that your is that your young middle brother or youngest brother? <laughs> he follows me. I love that too. Uh, I like tagging him and stuff. He's That's he's been best. fantastic. He'll be back next year too. Fantastic. Uh, Dean Hamidi, a uh, sophomore, finishes six, makes the podium at one sixty five, getting them fourteen points. And uh, Trent Hilger finished up his career as a four time All American, finishing eighth at the two eighty five heavyweight, uh, five and a half points. Actually injured his leg. Uh, in, in the lead up here. So he got into the seventh place match and had to forfeit uh, due to injury. So he stepped onto the mat and forfeited. Uh, ends his career at Wisconsin as a four-time All-American, as I said. Uh, okay, so yes. good ending. I mean, 16th, the, the, this has been a long, long season. They've been very, very close. Austin Gomez was hurt for about half the year. 
Uh, he says he's coming back for year seven uh, with his different red shirts he's had. So Jeez. we'll see how that goes. But he's fantastic too. Uh, track and field That's moved. He's to- like he's like thirty years old. I don't know. <laughs> he could be the coach next. Uh, track and field moved to their outdoor season. Uh, the Badgers open up at the South Florida Invitational, University of South Florida Invitational. Men and women both sweep the 5K. So the men uh, finish uh, Jack Meyer, Rowan Ellenberg, and Bob Liking finish 1-2-3. For the women, it's uh, Samantha Steve, Alexa Wesley, and Danielle <laughs> Ori. Wait, 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 back up one second. That's one of the oddest two first name names I've ever heard. <laughs> Alexa Wesley. No, Samantha Steve. Yeah, S T I. Well, that that E-V-E. one too. Sorry, I was like, you said Samantha Steve, and I didn't even hear the yeah. one before that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So they they all finished one, two, three there. Tom John. Uh, Danielle Bellino wins the eight hundred meter uh, at discus. Uh, Josie Schaefer finishes second. Danny Langseth finishes fifth, and Shakira Oducha. I'm going to say that terribly. I'm sorry. Finishes fourteenth. 100-meter dash for the women. Kylie Robbins finishes fourth, and Taylor Gilling finishes eighth. Armory Brown, 19th in the 100-meter and fifth in the long jump during this one. Uh, we also had Giovanni Waring, who finished um, for the men, eighth in the 400 hurdles and then sixth in the 110 high hurdles. So lots of people finishing well there, and they will move on to the Stanford Invitational next. That will be March 31st through April 1st. Uh, there is no Badger baseball, obviously, but the WIAC has been playing down in Florida right now, but conference play is going to be starting next weekend. Uh, so that should be fun. Maybe they'll have a field of grass somewhere because it's still kind of covered in snow in the central parts of Wisconsin. We'll see. Uh, UW-Whitewater currently 4-0. Come on down to Janesville. We ain't got no snow yeah, down yeah, here. Down there, way down south. Yeah. Uh, Whitewater's four and zero right now. Stout seven and one. Oshkosh eight and two. Stevens Point six and two to lead off the top there. As I said, they haven't gotten into conference play just yet. Uh, softball. We talked about the the UW softball team last week. They haven't played this week, but uh, March twenty fourth, fifth, and sixth, they will play three games in East Lansing against Michigan State. I hope they beat Michigan State because, like we said, Tom Izzo is the only redeeming thing about Michigan State. Michigan State sucks in yeah. all ways, shapes, and form except for Tom Izzo. Right. Uh, you, they will then go play UW-Green Bay at home in Madison on the 28th and 29th. They'll have two games there. WIAC, uh, they started in early March and then a couple games in Wisconsin and now are playing in Florida for a little bit. Uh, Oshkosh is actually 12-0 and right now. Whitewater four and zero, Platteville is five and three, and UWSP Stevens Point is six and four. I'm noticing that Superior, although Superior played UW Oshkosh and got beaten, Superior apparently is not part of the WIAC for softball. That seems strange to me. The only other hockey news we have is uh, UWSP, the remaining WIAC team. They fall in overtime in Adrian, uh, three to two. Fantastic season for the Pointers. Uh, they're going to end up finishing about sixth in the overall polls, I'm guessing. Uh, tough loss in Adrian. They were one of the top two and three teams all season long. Uh, Rich McKenna of Superior actually named the coach of the year in the WIAC this year. So that's that's good for oh, them. They so get some so good somebody guys. from Superior is getting recognized. That's cool. Yeah. They also had the newcomer of the year as well. So they had a, they had a couple uh, all-conference players. Superior had a very good season. It was good to see them back in form uh, this year. They, they were... A, you know, a breath away from the conference championship regular season. So that was, mm-hmm. you know, we'll see how they do next year. It'll be interesting to see how it all comes back. UW Superior was a breath away from being eliminated as UW school in 1991. So, you well, know, it's all uphill from there. Yeah. But they're yeah. here kicking, alive there, and kicking. There we go. All right, everybody. Aaron, first off, I want to ask you, you had anything else to add before we wrap I, up? I do, have to, I do have to add something before we get out of here. We kind of just brush over the bucks real quick in that, win yesterday over the Raptors. Do you realize that Janice had a perfect triple double? Oh, I didn't. Perfect, huh? Made he he was Oh, that's uh, right. He made every shot. That's right. He made every shot he made. I think it was nine nine for nine from I think it was nine for nine from field goals and nine for nine from free throws too. And plus yeah. And uh so yeah he had a perfect triple double. Um which actually kind of fell under the under the under the radar because Brooke won the game at the end, which (laughs) 
we always talk, you know, I always call him White Shack, and yeah. White Shack is back, man. Like Brooke <laughs> Lopez, did you see that reverse jam that he did? Uh, no, I didn't see oh my god, oh my god, he he was out at three point line on the left on the right hand side, ball out like fake pass, one mm-hmm. big move like how he does like. <laughs> like a t-rex and he went under the hoop and did a reverse jam on the backside. I, I know he's good right absolutely that looked like something a 24 year old would do like but <laughs> he, he still moves big and clunky like brooke does like he's a big dude but like man he has been just on he's been some of his shots lately too like brooke lopez has found the fountain of youth like he yeah. is unbelievable he's just and he's up for defensive player of the year i mean yeah. if the, he would have been playing like this all year long he'd be up for mvp yeah i mean if he could do that people are the people are putting stat lines of him against uh jokic and it's like except for jokic doesn't have giannis on his team or chris middleton or uh drew holiday <laughs> they have to yeah. share points with or bobby portis like this guy's on fire brooke lopez man he is driven and like we were talking about last week at the end of the kings game when he was on fired up at the end man he is a man possessed yeah i don't know what got into brooke lopez but he's he's got he's share it <laughs> yeah all right yeah yeah and then the other thing i had was um have you seen all this thing about pat mcafee blocking all the packer fans here oh, recently yeah. he's been blocking people for years Oh yeah, I mean, and not only that, but he just said goodbye, Packer fans. Like, what, what, what a joke! What a almost stop being stop being so scared. What, what, what a what a a GD joke! Like, you have ridden Packer fans. Packer fans are the reason why you are as popular as you are. Like when when Aaron came on on Tuesday, it was the larger largest watching that he's ever had on a show. The, The the largest following he's ever had on a show. Those are all Packers fans. And then just go, goodbye, Packers fans. Well, good luck, because you're not going to get it anywhere else. That's that's what Packers, that's what Wisconsin fans do, is they, they show up. And you're, what, a, I mean. He's hoping to get it from Jets fans next, so. He's not going to get it, though. Yeah. They don't care. No, not They like have that. all their own in place uh, things out in New York, and they're not, he's, what, right. what a shallow, thin-skinned He's going to block this podcast now, so that'll be fun. Yeah, like like, awesome. Good night and goodbye. We got we got beef with you. you, Come on, you asked you asked what I want to say at the end. Pat, come on our show and tell us you're not scared. I dare no. I mean, he's (laughs) He's a punter. He's a special teams guy, and it's like, and at first you're like, oh, this guy's cool, and then it's like, oh no, he's still just special teams guy. He knows what he's doing. All right, everybody. Thank you for joining us for another week of Wisconsin sports. It's been wonderful to have you with us celebrating a national championship and uh, Bucks in first and uh, unfortunately the end of a couple seasons here. But uh, it's good to have you around with us. Thank you for joining us from around Wisconsin, around the U.S. and around the world. Uh, remember to follow us on Twitter at Scotty Johnny Pod, at Not So Humble Host, and at Cheddar Talk. And remember, whether you are on the town or on the go, it is always on Wisconsin. Hello, Djibouti. Thank you, Djibouti. Djibouti. This has been the Scotty Johnny Podcast. Remember to find the boys on Twitter at ScottyJohnny1 or online at ScottyJohnny.com. Thanks for listening and on Wisconsin.